Welcome to New York. This is, is the Devil's Devil State, State of Mind podcast, podcast, brought to you brought by to you the Hockey, Hockey Podcast, podcast Network. Network. Now here's now your host, host, Neil Villapiano! It was a tough week for the Devils, but you know what? They weathered the storm, and everything's okay. What is going on, Devils fans? It is, as always, your host, your best friend, your confidant, your number one source, Neil Villapiano, and welcome to another edition of the Devils State of Mind podcast right here on the Hockey Podcast Network as well as Sportswire Radio, the best place to get everything you need to know about your new Jersey Devils. As always, guys, I hope you are having a fantastic day wherever you're listening to this podcast episode. Thank you guys, as always, for taking time out of your day to check these episodes out. I greatly, greatly, greatly appreciate all the love and support you guys give this podcast day in and day out. And as always, this podcast episode and everything we do here at the Hockey Podcast Network are sponsored by our wonderful friends over at DraftKings Sportsbook. Guys, March Madness, we are now into the Sweet 16. A lot of major upsets. We got a Cinderella run in a Jersey team, the Princeton Tigers. And now we are down to the final 16 teams. That's going on. The World Baseball Classic Championship game is going to be coming up on Tuesday and Major League Baseball, as I mentioned before, is about about to get underway and the NBA and NHL seasons are nearing their end and getting ready for the playoffs. So with all of those sports going on, all those huge, huge events going on, DraftKings is giving you guys unbelievable opportunities to cash in on huge cash prizes. So if you want to get in on the action, here is what you do. You go to DraftKings Sportsbook right now as you're listening to this episode. Sign up with your name, last name, email address, all that good stuff. Don't forget to use our promo code THPN. And as always, tell them that your boy Neil Villapiano sent you. And once again, a big, huge shout out to our sponsors at DraftKings Sportsbook for sponsoring the Hockey Podcast Network as well as the Devil's State of Mind podcast. It was certainly a more or less rough last week for the New Jersey Devils, but again, they ended it on a major high note in big fashion, and I think that's the most important part. I didn't know how I was going to feel or react or anything like that um, going into this episode prior to the game on Sunday night against Tampa. I was sitting here saying to myself, geez, am I going to have to have my first rant in about a couple months, about five months um, on this episode? Uh, uh, For this episode, I'm thinking, you know, my goodness, you know, I'm going this whole year without having to rant or flip out or anything. Uh, And I was was thinking, man, I don't want to let a good thing go. 
But fortunately, the Devils were able to prevent me from having to do a rant episode, which didn't really feel like it was going to be a rant episode anyway. But you never know on the Devil's State of Mind podcast. But yeah, we're going to recap the Devils' second game on Thursday night against Tampa Bay at home. Then we will recap, as much as I don't want to, the game against the Florida Panthers on Saturday. And then we will wrap up the game. We will recap the game, excuse me, against the Lightning, which happened on Sunday. Finally, we are going to look ahead to the week because I think this is going to be a week in which the Devils could really ramp things up and... I mentioned this before, but I'll mention it again. Devils potentially, by the end of this upcoming week, could officially clinch a playoff spot. So we will see how things go. So, as always, guys, we have a bunch to get to here on the Devil's State of Mind podcast. So let's not waste any more time and get rolling. And we will get things rolling with, like I mentioned before, recapping the Devils game, their second game against the Lightning last Thursday night at the Rock. Devils obviously looking to have a better response to rebound from Tuesday's, you know, really, really downer of a loss, the 4-1 loss to Tampa on Tuesday. Big thing for Tampa in this one, Steven Stamkos returning to the lineup after dealing with an injury. He did not play on Tuesday. And the Devils went with Akira Schmid in this one. I think it was definitely the right move after Vitek having a pretty rough game on Tuesday. and. Things did not get off to a good start at all. After a controversial offside, I definitely felt like Jesper Bratt uh, got there first, and you could tell Bratt was very was very much annoyed. Uh, the Lightning won the ensuing faceoff, got it back to Mikhail Sergachev, who took a shot and a good deflection by New Jersey native himself, Ross Colton, got the Lightning on the board first, 69 seconds into the game. Not nice at all, and the Lightning grabbed the one to nothing leads. So yeah, not the way you want to start the game at all. And clearly throughout the entirety of the first period, it still felt like the devil's energy was not there. Again, if you remember Nico, he sure talked about after the game on Tuesday, the devil's just energy was never there. And the practice they had the following day, everybody was laughing. Everybody was feeling good. And then you kind of start the game off, not even 90 seconds into the game, and you're already down a goal. So clearly the Devils were not ready uh, to start this game when it started. But going into the second period, the Devils would slowly but surely get themselves going and would finally answer back the Lightning goal. Nine minutes into the second period, nice feed from Nico Heischer, that top line, getting themselves a goal. Nico feeds it to Tatar. Nice little bit of a screen from Dawson Mercer going from his right to his left, kind of, you know, distracting Vasilevsky for a hot moment. Tatar goes top shelf over the head of Vasilevsky, and then the Devils tie the game up at one. Tomas Tatar, 16th goal of the year. So he's four away from 20, and I think I think considering how he started the year, he kind of started off slow, but ever since he really got on that line with Nico and Mercer, you can tell that he is really getting it going, and he's becoming a much better acquisition um, and a much more positive one than he was certainly last year and even earlier this year. He's definitely earning himself that money that he got. Uh, but a big goal there ties the game up. But just seconds later, Akira Schmidt, making an unreal glove save on Nick Paul. The puck just bounces right to Nick Paul on a rebound. Looks like it's an easy goal, but Schmidt makes a diving glove save to rob Nick Paul and keep the game tied at one. So that was a hell of a save. I remember 
watching the game. I stood up, put my hands over my head, and I'm like, what in the world is going on? You know, it's like unbelievable, fantastic save from Akira Schmidt, probably the best of his still very, very young career. Uh, the game, obviously, I felt like definitely picked up. Both teams got themselves, well, more or less the Devils than really Tampa, but both teams were training chances. Unfortunately, though, another defensive breakdown would lead to a Tampa goal from Steven Stamkos. He got a nice feed from Edouard Bellamar from behind the net. Stamkos just ripped it far side, beating uh, Schmid's glove side and gives the Lightning the lead back with a minute 49 to go in the period. So again, another late goal given up by the Devils at the end of a period. Definitely something that you would think by at this point in the season, the Devils would have done a better job of not allowing that to happen. But especially against Tampa in these two games, it's clearly not the case. So two to one Tampa after two. So Obviously frustrating, but at the end of the day, the Devils are right in this game knowing that they are they are giving themselves a great opportunity to uh, come back and try to find a way to win. And, you know, again, the Devils kind of started off the period slow, but then the Devils, you know, they started to get things rolling. Nice feed from Timo Meyer to a streaking Eric Halla who got the puck on net. It was a really good opportunity by Eric Halla. But then Timo Meyer right after that gets it back and he kind of just throws one on net from a sharp angle on that rebound, beating Vasilevsky, and he ties the game. Timo Meyer with his 33rd of the year, and that was a big one. His first in New Jersey, I believe. I believe that was his first goal as a devil at home. So hopefully the first of many, as we've talked about. But it was certainly Timo time, and the Devils tied it up again. So the Devils twice already in this game have come back from a one-goal deficit to tie it. And the Devils really, really started to make that push that we've seen before offensively where they're just coming at you in waves and you're thinking at some point the Devils are going to get that next goal. But then we had a major uh, part in this game where despite a, well, really it was simply this. Siegenthaler got called for a very, very soft interference uh, penalty on uh, Anthony Cicero, um, Anthony Sorelli. I was going to say Dino Cicerelli. Anthony Sorelli. I mean, it was soft as Charmin. It was such a it was such a lame call. And the Lightning got to the power play, and with about forty seconds to go, and it's Steven Stamkos, basically in the same position you'd see Alex Ovechkin. He's standing on that left side. He one tees it and easily beats Akira Schmidt to get his second of the night, and the Lightning grabbed the lead back for the third time. With 4.47 left to go. So I, I'm not going to lie to you guys and say that I didn't think that at that point the Devils uh, maybe would have just run out of steam. Because this is now the third time in this game they'd have to find a way to claw back. And it felt like, again, perhaps it's just not the Devils night. But once again, this team just showed me that I should never doubt them because those pesky devils, as P.K. Subban would call them, would not go down without a fight. Devils got themselves a power play late. They pulled a Kirschman only with about 40 seconds to go on that power play. It definitely felt like they should have pulled him earlier. But nonetheless, Devils win the faceoff, get it back to Dougie Hamilton. He kind of skates it on the blue line or excuse me, on the red line, gets it over to Timo Meyer for the 1T, and he buries it 
with that beautiful slapper from him, getting his second of the night, 34th of the year, and he ties the game up on a six-on-four power play with just over two minutes to go. It was an absolute rocket. And arguably, I mean, not even arguably, no doubt, uh, Timo Meyer's best game, certainly offensively as a devil, um, since he got here. Big-time goal, tie game for the third time in this one, and that's where things would go into overtime. So the Devils getting themselves a much-needed and, and, quite frankly, in some degrees, a much-deserved point. But now it's about going out and getting the next one, and uh, neither team could get a whole lot going in the overtime. So, unfortunately for the Devils, it would go to the dreaded shootout. And despite getting it to sudden death, the Devils, as they do more often than not, dropped this one in the shootout. It went six rounds, but lost the shootout 2-1 to one and fall to the Lightning in this one overall by the final score of 4-3. to three. And you weren't really upset that they lost. It's more you were just frustrated that they couldn't get that second point and fully complete the comeback, which would have been their 23rd comeback win of the season. The kind of the interesting thing in the shootout was that... Um, Yegor Sharangovich and Jesper Boquist, with Sharangovich coming back into the lineup for the injured uh, Nate Bastion, um, both ended up getting shootout attempts over Jack Hughes, Brat, and Nico. None of them uh, got a shootout attempt in this one. Sharangovich, uh, with that you know wicked wrist shot that he has in the shootout, he's three of five now in his career. He scored a goal, the only one for the Devils in this one. Boquist's shot, not very much, and uh, you know Lindy Ruff talked about. You know, he wants to give more and more guys opportunities to get some shots in everything. I, I definitely think this is one of those things where Lindy is just trying to test out as much as he can, even at this point in the year, to see what works and what doesn't. But fortunately, the Devils will not have to worry about the damn shootout once we get to the playoffs, right? So we just have to kind of deal with it uh, for the last 12 games or so of the season. But yeah, definitely not... Uh, the result that we wanted, but you look at it from a positive and say much better showing from the Devils comparatively to Tuesday's game and ultimately got a point. And uh, thanks to um, Sam Kassan of NJDevils.com or um, and, um, I guess you just say, yeah, NJDevils.com. Uh, the Devils' magic number to clinch a playoff spot moved to seven points. So any combination of wins and other teams' losses, I think like maybe, I think it was like, uh, the Panthers, Ottawa, and a couple other teams, uh, them dropping points would help the Devils get closer to a playoff spot. This was also, with this loss, the Devils losing back-to-back -back games. First time since losing both games in late December to the Bruins that this team has dropped multiple games in a row. So this was the first time in the calendar year 2023 that the Devils had lost multiple games in a row. Um, so clearly the Devils have, for the most part, found ways to respond after losing a game. Um, but not in this one and it's definitely frustrating. And so now the devils, you know, after these two tough games against the Tampa lightning travel to Florida as they get ready for another back to back on the weekend. First up with the Florida Panthers on Saturday. So now going to the game on Saturday night in sunrise against the Panthers. Again, like I mentioned before, first and a back to back on the road in Florida after this one devils would travel to Tampa to play the third and final game of the regular season against the Lightning um, in their season series and also the final of this three-game mini-series, as they called it. Uh, Florida Panthers still very much fighting 
for a playoff spot. So every game for them is huge, including this one. Devils went back to Akira Schmidt, which I actually kind of liked. I felt like that he played a pretty strong game despite giving up three goals. And knowing that it was the first of a back-to-back, you wanted to probably give Schmidt another chance to play. Uh, Devils were absolutely dominated in the first 20 minutes. Despite the shots only being 16-11 to 11 in favor of the Panthers, the Panthers, who their, their whole game plan is to put shots on net, which they lead the NHL in shots on net um, per game. Uh, this is what they do. This is what a uh, Paul Maurice team will do to you. And they really peppered Akira Schmidt with shots. And if it wasn't for Schmidt, Panthers would have scored a goal. Um, or a couple, but Schmidt stopped all 16 shots he faced in that first and kept the Panthers off the scoreboard. Devils, I definitely felt like in the last two or three minutes of that period, started to find their legs, uh, but they ultimately could not score on Bobrovsky. No score after one period of play. And I've seen this so many times this year from the Devils' perspective of saying Devils would dominate, 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 and then the other team would score the first goal or first two goals or whatever, it was the flip. The, the script was flipped. In. Devils got dominated. The, you know, Panthers dominate, dominate, dominate. And the Devils were the ones that woke up and took advantage of the chances and got themselves the goals. It started Nico Heischer getting his 29th of the year, burying a two-on-one shorthanded opportunity, just 2-16 into the period. That would give the Devils the one-nothing lead. Nico putting himself one away from his first 30-goal season of his career. His still very young career. He's I know he's been in the league since 17-18, but still he's incredibly, still incredibly, incredibly young. Uh, later on, we had our funny moment of the game. There was just a mad scramble where the Devils hit the post, I think, once or twice. Bobrovsky made an unreal save. Eventually, the puck came out into the slot where Jesper Boquist was able to get it. He snapped it through that traffic, and Bobrovsky ended up getting interfered with by his own player. But nonetheless, Boquist shot finds the back of the net to get his eighth of the year, and the Devils grabbing the 2 nothing lead. So at this point, you know, midway through the game, Devils, despite getting outplayed in that first period and everything, were able to weather that storm and get themselves a two-goal lead, and that's where things stood after 40 minutes of play. So you're looking at it saying, okay, you're 40 minutes away from getting yourself a much-needed win, you know, shaking off those two games against Tampa, and giving yourself, you know, some confidence going into the following night's game in Tampa against the Lightning. But what happened in the third period is what I have seen from this team for the previous five years finding ways, finding new and improved ways to lose games. That is what you saw in the third period. We had seen the 2021-22 Devils in the third period. I don't know what changed it. I I don't know. I don't know. It started with Panthers took a shot from the point, hit a Panthers player in the back of the head, and it came right to Barkov's stick who was just standing in front, and he was able to tap it in, beating Schmid. The Panthers finally got themselves a goal, cut the deficit to one. But just 90 seconds later, Devils take a penalty. Panthers win the faceoff. And just a couple seconds into it, Reinhardt gets the puck on the right side, snipes it, beating Akira Schmid. And within the span of 90 seconds, the Devil, or within the span of like, you know, 100 seconds, the Devils went from being up to nothing to the game tied. But things only got worse from there. Less than a minute later, 50 seconds exactly. 
Panthers coming in with speed. Matthew Kachuk gets the puck on his on his forehand. He gets it to his backhand. Roofs one. Top shelf beating Akira Schmid. And the Panthers, in the span of two and a half minutes, go from being down to nothing to now they lead the game three to two. And the Devils really could not recover from that. Uh, Reinhardt would get his second of the game on an empty net goal with just a couple seconds to go. And the comeback was complete as the Devils dropped this one in pretty aggravating and certainly embarrassing fashion, losing 4-2 to in Florida against the Panthers, giving up four unanswered goals in the third period. And, you know, I usually try to do a game recap on Instagram, which if you haven't checked those out, follow us on Instagram at Devil State of Mind. I try to recap, you know, I, I try to go live right after every single game uh, to kind of recap it with a couple of friends of mine for about a half hour, 45 minutes after the game. Um, but I, I remember saying to myself, I was just too upset and down to really even want to sit there and talk. And considering how a good majority of the fan base seemed to be flipping out on social media, both on Twitter and Instagram, uh, some people even mentioning that the season's over, we're not going to make the playoffs, we're not a playoff team, we're going to get swept in the first round. Some people even said they didn't want us to make the playoffs. It was just like, relax, relax. Third best team in the NHL, nothing changed. We are fine. It was just kind of one of those things where you had to sit back and say to yourself, how could people react that way? And the only answer I could get come up with is just Devils fans of a younger generation, including myself, being more used to seeing the Devils losing games like that and losing three in a row. So kind of a, a really, really tough period here. First time in a while that the Devils are really facing some amount of adversity. Um, Lindy Ruff even said after the game, he felt really bad for Akira Schmidt. He felt like the team just let him hang out to dry. He had such a great game and it just wasn't meant to be. Look at the last two games Schmidt played. He played, he did a, he did more than enough to help us win and it just wasn't enough. So very upsetting blown loss by this team. Devils three game losing streak and certainly a rough, rough start to the back to back, especially knowing what was to come what was coming uh, the following night in Tampa Bay. The biggest tournament in college basketball is underway, and the action is just getting started on DraftKings Sportsbook, one of America's top-rated sportsbook apps. Right now, new customers can bet just $5 on any pregame Moneyline bet and score $150 in bonus bets if your team wins. Plus, combine multiple bets for a shot at an even bigger payout. DraftKings will be featuring parlays and odds boasts all tournament long. So be sure to check the DraftKings Sportsbook app every day to see what they have in store. And there's so many different really awesome games that are happening this upcoming Sweet 16. You have some underdog picks, particularly teams like Princeton and FAU. And even, despite Tom Izzo being the head coach, even Michigan State is a team that people are unsure about but could be primed to get major upsets moving forward. So, with all that going on, I have an offer for you. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now and sign up with promo code THPN. Right now, new customers can bet $5 on any pregame Moneyline bet and get $150 in bonus bets if your team wins. Only at DraftKings Sportsbook with code THPN. 
Minimum age and eligibility restrictions apply. See show notes for details. And so now we go to the third and final game that we're recapping here, and that is Sunday night's game in Tampa Bay against the Tampa Bay Lightning. So the second of a back-to-back, as I mentioned before, it's the third time in four games the Devils have seen the Tampa Bay Lightning. And I think it was fair to say that this was a must-win game for the team. I think because you knew that they needed to gain some confidence. You know that they're playing in some games of late that feel a lot more like playoff games. And it's an opportunity for this Devils team to learn from their mistakes and get better. And certainly to try to shake off what happened the previous night in Sunrise. For Andre Pilat, special game for him, his return to Tampa Bay. They had an awesome tribute on the Jumbotron at MLA Arena. The Lightning also posted a video about what is the definition of a hockey warrior, and they said it was clearly Andre Pilat. And Lindy Ruff even spoke about it after the game, wishing that they could show it another time because he wanted his young team to see what it is like for a player who means so much to another organization, how he's treated and how much he meant to the Tampa Bay Lightning. And uh, Andre Pilat definitely has, you know, he's had an interesting first year here in New Jersey. He was out for a long period of time with that injury. He has slowly but surely found his way, getting himself some goals, getting himself going. And I'm really excited to see what he can bring to us in the playoffs. That's where he makes his money. That's where he became such an invaluable part to that Lightning team for years, and especially over the last three years, winning two Stanley Cups and being in three finals in a row. So yeah, you know, the the, the Lightning, man, they did a great job of honoring Andre Pilat, and I give nothing but credit there. So yeah, obviously a special night for Pilat, who definitely, I'm sure, would want to try to get a win against his former team. We also got some news prior to the game that uh, newly acquired Curtis Lazar uh, was hurt dealing with an undisclosed injury and will be reevaluated in New Jersey at the time of this recording. Still no update on Lazar. So it's kind of one of those things where you're hoping it's not too bad. I mean, it's undisclosed. So that's kind of a worrisome thing. And especially with, you know, Miles Wood dealing with an injury and Nate Bastion dealing with an injury, we're a little bit depleted on the bottom six. And it sucks because Curtis Lazar was a guy that we brought in to help with this type of situation when guys go down. But now he goes down. The Devils actually ended up calling up Nolan Foote from Utica uh, prior to the Panthers game. He didn't play against the Panthers, but he got into the lineup tonight against the team that originally drafted him. And remember, we acquired Nolan Foote in the Blake Coleman deal a couple of years ago. Just a fun fact. And Nolan Foote's had a couple of cups of coffee in the NHL. I think he's got about eight points right now in his NHL career. So when he's had the chances, he's actually been able to produce a little bit, not too much, but now another opportunity and certainly his biggest opportunity because there's an opportunity, there's a chance that he might, he might be here, you know, for a decent amount of time while other guys get healthy. Um, and he's certainly needed. Um, and a guy who can help this team try to, you know, clinch a playoff spot. And who knows? Maybe he might even get a shot in the playoffs. I mean, he's going to play playoff hockey, I think, regardless whether it's with us or in Utica. Um, but clearly another great opportunity for Nolan Foote to um, get himself going here in New Jersey. So things did not get off to a good start. Uh, just about three and a half minutes in, Devil's looking to try to kill a penalty. Um, Ryan Graves with a really, really bad clear out. I mean, that's 
been the devil's MO of late, just bad clear outs. Lightning kept it in. And just a couple seconds later, uh, Lightning set it up for a one T from Nikita Kucherov, who just beat Vitek Vanacek, who got the start in this one, beating him and the Lightning grabbed the one nothing lead. And the thing that's crazy is that Nikita Kucherov, that goal was his 100th point of the season. And I feel like nobody's talking about it. He's having like a quiet, awesome year. Maybe because it's Nikita Kucherov. I don't know. But then again, people are going head over heels for what Connor McDavid is doing. Um, and he has well over 100 points this year. But I feel like maybe it's because, you know, Kucherov plays in Tampa. And we've grown accustomed to seeing Kucherov do this type of damage that nobody's talking about it. Whatever. Nonetheless, that goal, 28th of the year, also is 100 point of the season, one nothing Tampa Bay. That's where things were after one period of play. Lightning would double the lead about six and a half minutes into the second period. Alex Kalor coming in, takes a soft wrist shot through a little bit of a screen from a couple Devils, beating VTech. It's 2 nothing. And so in that moment, six and a half minutes into the second period, you're down 2 nothing. And it's looking like right then and there that the Devils are on their way to a fourth straight loss. They have no energy. They look like the Lightning are just completely in their head, and they're clearly going to continue to be in this funk. But Jesper Brett, who we've definitely needed to step up of late, gets a goal. This is, I think, the third or fourth time he's done this this year. Less than 10 seconds after the Lightning scored. He came into the right side of the zone. He got held from behind for a second. Delayed penalty coming up. He loses the puck in the slot. Regains it and just kind of throws it on net. Somehow getting past Vasilevsky and in. And the Devils get themselves right back in the game. Nine seconds after it was 2-0. Jesper Bratt makes it 2-1 Tampa. Bratt getting his 28th of the year. But just... Less than less than three minutes later, Jesper Bratt again would snipe one. He kind of goes up the red line. He kind of just stops on a dime and cuts back the other way, getting Zach Bogosian out of his skates a little bit. And he snipes one from a pretty far angle through a nice screen from Timo Meyer. Vasilevsky could not see it. It ends up in the back of the net. And Jesper Bratt single-handedly putting the team on his back gets his second of the game, 29th of the year. It ties the game up at two. So in the matter of about three and a half minutes, the Devils went from being down 2 nothing to tying the game. All of a sudden, a complete flip of the script from the night before. But then almost three minutes after that, Nico Heischer coming into the offensive zone gets it also in the slot. He takes a wrist shot that goes through the legs of Vasilevsky and in, and the Devils in the span of about six and a half minutes, go from being down by two goals to being up three to two. Nico Heischer with his 30th goal of the season, his first career 30-goal season, and he becomes the third devil this year to eclipse 30 goals. Big-time goal from our captain. Again, another guy we've needed to step up a plate, and he does right there. So it's three to two devils going into the third. And I... Definitely believed that the Lightning were stunned. And they really just could not get a whole lot going in the third period. The Devils actually ended up outshooting the Lightning. I think it was 38-24. to 24. They really dominated that third. They looked like the team we had seen all season long, where they are just peppering the other team with shots. They're dictating the play. The deserve to win meter is constantly in our favor. All of this stuff that we've seen 
all year long. Devils refusing to let Tampa tie it. And then Nolan Foote gets gets himself into the lineup and he gets himself a goal. His first of the year rifling a shot through a screen on a rush giving the Devils the two-goal lead, 9.51 into the third, and I'm sure that was a big one for Nolan Foote. Again, scoring a goal against the team that originally drafted him. Big-time goal for Footy, and it's 4-2. to two. And then the icing on the cake. Jesper Bragg getting the puck at center ice. He's surrounded by a couple of Lightning players. He throws the puck onto an empty net, bangs it home, seals the deal, Getting his 30th of the year, getting himself a hat trick, his first career hat trick. Somebody gave him a sick hat as well. On the bench, Nico kind of gave it to him, and that made it 5-2. to two. And that is how this one ended, as the Devils, with their 23rd NHL-leading 23rd comeback win of the season, win this one by the final score of 5-2 to two in Tampa. Five unanswered goals by the New Jersey Devils. A huge, huge win, a must-needed win, and a really great way to end what was certainly a very tough week. As I mentioned before, first career Hattie, the man they call Bradder. Big-time job there, him getting the 30 goals. The empty net goal, by the way, was his 100th career goals. So congratulations to Jesper Bratt on reaching the century mark as he gets himself to 100 goals. And hopefully he has many more uh, to go, especially here in New Jersey. Also fun fact, Jesper Bratt is the first Swedish native in devil's history to score a hat trick. So there you go. There's a little bit of trivia question, trivia for all of you devil's fans. As I mentioned before, Nico Heischer and Jesper Bratt, Two of the guys that have been here since really the beginning of this rebuild each get to 30 goals in this one. Nico only needed one, but Brett needed three, and he got them all in this one. Devils now with four, four 30-goal scorers on the year. We've talked about it for the last several weeks about how both of those guys getting close and the, the possibility of it happening. Well, it has happened with more than 10 games to go in the season. So Jack Hughes has 37 Timo Meyer with 34. Obviously, most of those are with San Jose, but still. Nico with 30. And now Jesper Bratt with 30. This is the first time that the Devils have had multiple 30-goal scores since the 2015-16 season when Kyle Palmieri and Adam Henrique each had 30 goals on the year. And I remember that specifically because Kyle Palmieri got his 30th goal on the last game of the season that year. Also, here's a crazy, here's another crazy thing. The Devils are the only team in the NHL with four 30-goal scorers on the same team. That shows you how much depth, especially scoring depth, that this team has. So just phenomenal job by the Devils' top six tonight, particularly Jack and Nico really stepping up. Excuse me, Nico and Brat really stepping up when we needed them to. Also, I want to give a shout-out to Vitek Vanacek. He really, really needed a solid game like this. And, and after going down 2-0, refused to let the Lightning back in it. He stopped 22 of 24 shots to earn win number 29. So the next game he plays, he'll have a chance to reach his first 30-win season of his still very young career. 
Dougie Hamilton got an assist on Brad's second goal in this one. That brings his total now to 66 points on the year, which is currently 16 points higher than his previous high, which he got 50 back in the 2016-17 season. So clearly, Dougie Hamilton, good year to do it, is having his best season of his career. Also, Dougie Hamilton tied Tom Curvers, who in 1988-89 had 16 goals, 50 assists for 66 points, for the second most points earned by a D-man in a single season in franchise history. So clearly the next point Dougie Hamilton will get, he will have the second most points registered by a defenseman in Devils history. Scott Stevens currently owns the single season record in 93-94, where he had 18 goals, 60 assists for 78 points. So 12 points is definitely a lot to ask of Dougie in these last 12 games, but we'll see how close he can get to it. I think if he can at least get to 70, I think that would be phenomenal. I think Dougie, you know, I've talked about it before. His his defensive play pisses me off to no end. Um, But offensively, he's playing exactly, he's showing us why we're paying him so much damn money. And I'm curious to wonder if people are starting to look at him as maybe, maybe at least a finalist for the Norris Trophy. I know it's a stats, um, stats award. So I would be curious to know if the NHL sees it that way. We will see. Also, I'm throwing out all these crazy stats. I just had to share these with you guys. Four different Devils players have earned 60-plus points this season, which is tied with the Oilers, Maple Leafs, Sabres, Canucks, and Stars for the most skaters on one team with 60-plus points. Again, showing the depth there from this team. The Devils also finished their mini-series with the Lightning with a record of 1-1-1, so getting three out of a possible six points is pretty darn good against the team that has made the Stanley Cup final each of the last three years. So for them to have some decent success against, you know, this Lightning team, I think, again, just shows the growth from this Devils team overall. Devils with win number 26 on the road this year, their NHL leading 26 road win of the year. They are now 26-5-4. They play away from New Jersey. And with that win, the Devils' magic number for points to clinch a playoff spot is currently six points. So as I mentioned before, if things go the way that we're hoping, it's possible by the end of this week, the Devils will have officially clinched a playoff spot. They are also only three points away from a 100-point season. And that is phenomenal. And they're five wins away from a 50-win season. Also phenomenal. Magic number for wins to clinch a playoff spot, by the way, for wins is three. So overall, a fantastic job by this Devils team coming back from multiple goals again and winning this one, getting a much-needed win over the Lightning, shaking off that three-game losing streak, and now they can move into this upcoming week with their heads held high and an opportunity with some fairly you know, favorable games moving forward to really get themselves back and rolling. So great win and a great performance in particular by Jesper Bratt. So before we wrap up this episode, we are going to look ahead to this upcoming week. So Devils, 70 games played. We are 12 games away from the end of the season. Currently 45, 18, and 7, 97 points. At the time of this recording, they are one point behind the Hurricanes for first in the Metro Hurricanes have played two fewer games, so clearly uh, things will even themselves out uh, soon. The Hurricanes have a couple of games against the Rangers, I believe, this upcoming week. So 
be interesting to see what happens in those games. Devils currently five points ahead of the Rangers for second. The Rangers have really stepped up their play. They've scored a crap load of goals. They scored like six in the first period against uh, Nashville on Sunday night. So their offense is clearly clicking right now. They played some really good hockey. Um, and we're getting closer to that March 30th game. Uh, we're 10 days away from it right now. So I'm really excited for that one. And uh, I said to Devils fans before, don't worry about what other teams are doing. All we can do is do what we do what the Devils can do, right? And that is when whenever they play, Try to get two points. That's really what it's all about. But nothing has really changed in terms of the standings. Devils still second in the Metropolitan Division, third in the Eastern Conference, and third overall in the National Hockey League. As I mentioned, 12 games to go. We are a dozen games left to go in this season. It is crazy, again, where this season started and where we are right now. And there's still the possibilities that could happen in this regular season. There's still so much to be determined. When you look at this week, definitely kind of an interesting week. You have Tuesday, which if you guys are listening to this episode on Tuesday morning tonight against the Minnesota Wild. Wild have certainly been playing well of late. They are going to be without Kirill Kaprizov, so that's going to be a big loss. We'll see if the Devils can take advantage of that at home. Then the Devils will actually have a couple of days off. They'll have Wednesday and Thursday off before they travel to Buffalo to take on the young and very talented Buffalo Sabres, who I don't know if they're officially out of a playoff spot yet, but I'm telling you the Sabres team in the very near future is going to be a huge problem for the rest of the league. Tage Thompson is an absolute stud, uh, so that will certainly be a tough matchup. And then the Devils will complete a back-to-back as they go right back home for Saturday night against the Ottawa Senators. Now, we had some interesting news, and it hasn't been made official yet, but it looks to be that the Devils are going to bring back their white, green, and red jerseys for a heritage night for that Saturday night game against the Senators. Again, hasn't been made official yet, so keep that in mind. But has but some people have said they've gotten emails about it and they've seen ads on Snapchat and stuff about this being a heritage game. And the Devils this past week did practice in those heritage uh, equipment. So keep that in mind. We will see. I thought it was going to be for the St. Patrick's game on Thursday, but it ended up not being the case. So we shall see. And as I mentioned before, you know, again, the Devils need at least three more wins to clinch a playoff spot, and they need at least six points of any kind, winning and also other teams losing, to clinch a playoff spot. And so perhaps by the end of this week, your New Jersey Devils will officially qualify for the 2023 Stanley Cup playoffs.